Warning, the Bonsai Beat contains explicit language and may not be suitable for all listeners or fans of Neo Genesis Evigallion. Several anime companies have gone bankrupt. 1,337 anime fans have been sued. All the while, the Bonsai Beat has been there to deliver you the latest in news, show reviews, and discussions from both the experienced and novice anime fans' point of view. And now, broadcasting from a deserted island so Funimation's lawyers can't find them, here are your hosts, Jellicoon and Zach. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Bonsai Beat. My name is Jellicoon, along with a different Zach. Hello. That's the other Zach. With a K. <laughs> no, with an H. Whatever. H, K, Q, M. Hey, it's, it's very important. Okay. I don't spell your name with four Bs. Well, you should. Sound awesome. It would be... Yes. Yeah. There you go. And then, and then won't you feel silly? Sure. Okay. Okay, then. How you doing today, Zach? Oh, I'm doing okay, Rob. But <laughs> it's been a while since I've watched some anime, so I'm I'm looking forward to our discussion today. Yes, I for one have become um, motivated, as you could say, because this season only has ten new shows airing. That seems shocking to me. Uh, well, it kind of is when we used to get like 50 to 60 to 80 shows. Some crazy, right. well, probably not that many. But usually it was like, oh, here's 50 new shows airing this season. Right, and now it's down to 10. Yeah. Probably due to not probably due to outside things, if we're going to be honest. I, maybe, I, I guess. I guess. I blame Trump. Yeah. Course. you can blame him for everything yes he's a he's a uh, orange citrus goblin who uh rubs his hands together and uh does the hokey pokey yes so okay. i'm gonna be reviewing five of those ten shows that i watched because the other five kind of look like garbage and didn't had, i had no interest in them but mm. uh yeah and then I also uh, got even more motivated, and I watched the day it came out, uh, Japan Sinks on Netflix. The new, oh, wow. ya, uh, what's his name, ya, uh, Yotz, Yosa Mar, Mar... He did Devilman Crybaby. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Masaki Morasa. Masaki Yuasa. Thank you. I, it's like I knew the name. So, yeah. So, other than that, I haven't been watching anything else. I probably should. I realized I didn't watch a damn thing, practically, from uh, spring season or, you know. But uh, I haven't looked at next season yet. Looks to be a bit more because the things that got delayed, a lot of the shows were supposed to be aired last season and didn't, for obvious mm -hmm. reasons. But things seem to be turning back around. So. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess we should just get right into what I've been watching. So here are my season 
summer 2020 anime reviews. I'm going to start out with probably one of the f- big top shows people were looking forward to, and that's God of High School. And the order I order and the bleh, and the order I review these are the order I watched them. All right. So what is this God of High School? So it's another Crunchyroll exclusive show from Webtoon. Their partnership with Webtoon. So Crunchyroll's doing all the animation and all that jazz. Okay, so I think I've heard of this. Like, I've seen it on, like, manga scan sites and things like that. This is, like, a Korean comic, right? Yes, it's based in Korea. It's, it's a Korean website. Last season, they did another show. Um, which now the show escapes me. But it also had, like, the god of whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, Tower of God. That's what it was. Tower of God. Yes, so all their shows are about God. Apparently. So, well, yeah, well, I was just going to say that there's been a couple of other notable works on uh, Crunchyroll that have been based off of um, Korean uh, manhwa comics. Uh, I think I think the one that's really coming to mind is one called Noblesse, which is, I think, about vampires or something. So it's interesting that there's kind of spreading out into into that. But continue. Yeah. Well, yes, that's Crunchyroll's thing now is they're like. Taking the ball, taking these stories that have a following and turning them into anime. So Jin wakes up late because he smashes alarm clock in his sleep. You know, that just happens. He then takes hmm. off on his bike and jumps off a huge mountain, as one would. On his way, though, he sees a pickpocket on a motorcycle. Like, this dude driving a motorcycle just, like, snatches some woman's purse. Are you sure that this isn't the backstory to the great Sandman from Dragon Ball Z? It could be. Because it sounds a lot like Gohan going to high school and after the Cell Saga in Dragon Ball Z. It does sound like that, but yeah, you're right. He thinks... So he automatically... So Jin automatically thinks that the old lady's purse that was stolen... Is being is being used for surgery or something else that's very sad. He instantly jumps to like sad reasons of like the, now that this woman is penniless. Mm-hmm. You know the most terrible things are you know she's using her money for. Along the way, we meet a few other people. One of them being a hard of seeing kendo girl named Yu, who has different techniques as they try to thwart the priest snatcher. So they team up. Hmm. But when they make it to their appointment, which is the tournament start, that appointment being is the martial J- arts tournament called God of High School. Sorry, what were you saying? Oh, oh, so so the God of High School is a martial arts tournament. Yes, it's literally just called the God of High School. And Jin's part of this. Jin is, and this Kendall girl, Wu is. You. Okay. Yes. You. Okay. And she's like right. a cute redhead girl, but she has thick ass glasses. But she's hot when she takes them well, off. Well, yeah, but doesn't she look the same with the glasses on, then? I, no. She's hotter. No. Without them. Hotter without the glasses. I, I don't know. I think that just seems like a, a, like a, like a weird statement, Rob. Well, it, it's like when they take, you know, like when the big, you know, it's like when the big anime girl puts a shirt on. Mm-hmm. Her titties become, like, nothing. become flat. Because this big voluptuous woman... You know, the big, rough girl. 
Mm-hmm. Her boobs just come flat when she puts the shirt on because, you know, anime physics. So what do you get? I, 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 are, you, are you confused? Okay. No, I, I I get it. It's just, this is one of the tropes that I do not like in anime. I I agree. <laughs> okay. So what does the winner get if you win this God of High School Martial Arts Tournament? What well, what would you guess you would get? You get the title of God of High School, and you can graduate early. You could do that. Theoretically, yes, you could win. You could easily ask for that. Better yet. You can ask for any wish, any wish that you desire will come true. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. We then made and a th- Go ahead. Do, do they explain? Do they explain how that would happen? Is there like nope. a genie in a bottle? Is there a dragon somewhere? Like, what are we? Well, what are we doing? so we see evil people like in suits and stuff. Like, you know, they're the figureheads of this tournament, and they're probably up to no good. Ah, uh, okay. But they don't explain, like, you know, how do you get this well, wish? Well, no, but... Well, and is there yeah, any wishes the, off limits? Is it like the genie and the Aladdin? You can't wish someone back to life. But it's evil evil businessmen, so the wishes come through capitalism. Probably. So that's... Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'd like this show, then. But okay, continue. All right, so after help from a third person... I was just walking along the road, reading a book. He sees the purse snatcher, and he helps by punching the purse snatcher off his motorcycle. And it turns out all three people are in the tournament together. Well, you could kind of tell that that guy was going to be in. I mean, he has the, he had the reading book. and punching. Yeah, he had the little book. He's like Kakashi in Naruto. He was just walking along reading. He just stuck his hand out, and he punched the guy off his motorcycle. Yeah. And then went back to reading. Yeah. They all make it just in time. But instead of having a traditional tournament, everyone who's participating, which there's a lot of nameless characters, we never meet. Their total is just a battle royal. And the rules are they can just start fighting. So a fight breaks out. And people are killed. And there's already a latecomer that's introduced. And he's super strong. And that's when the episode ends. So, how does one win the battle royal? Just, like, punch people out of the ring, or do they have to kill them? They just fight? So here's the thing. I will be honest. I have yet to watch any more episodes. Because... Okay. I didn't care for the first episode. So, my thoughts were, the first episode went by really fast, and while that's good, it just showed the overtop nature of Jin and his tournament participants. We haven't learned why this tournament exists, or anyone who won it previously, or what it was wished for, and what was for granted in the past. It seems like a yearly thing, that one thing that I didn't like, where all the noses of the characters are red. Have you ever seen that commercial with the Kleenex commercial, where the kid blows, he's, he's blown his nose so many times, he's got a red nose? Yeah. They all look like that. They all have these okay. weird red noses. And then the black, okay. the black character, his nose is extra brown, just or dark. Ah, uh, it's mm. really weird. Interesting. Do you know how long this show is supposed to be? Let me check. I think it's twelve episodes. It is thirteen episodes. Thirteen episodes. 
Is that going to cover the entire manga or comic book? Or I have no idea. I went into all these okay. shows completely blind. Okay. So, I just knew that people liked it. I didn't even know what the show was about. I just started watching it and writing notes and writing down my thoughts. So, the show is really pretty, though, when it comes to fighting. Um, mm. So, it's based in Seoul. It's not based in Japan. And right. uh, from what people were saying on Reddit, people from Seoul were like, oh, they did really good jobs of, you know, landmarks and uh, buildings and such. So it's got that going for it. Oh, that's good. I said I'm not going to watch the second episode, but I'm not holding my breath as it seems to be a haphazard. And it seems like a show that could really went out all of, went all out on the first episode. And I don't know how they can keep up the pace for mm-hmm. 12 more episodes. Now, the the fighting itself was really good, and they've already introduced, like, obstacles. Like, in the end of the first episode, the super strong person who showed up out of nowhere, like, mm-hmm. the kendo girl was like, oh, I'm gonna beat you up and show you my special move, and he, like, kicked her ass. But she mm. doesn't give up, and then our main character, Jin, does all kinds of crazy moves. It's just what kind of crazy moves does he do? Does he have like energy beams, or is it just like no? Punches it's just and like kicks? punches and kicks. Oh, okay, but come on, he he fucking flew off his his motorcycle or off his off his bike off a mountain and shit. Well, yeah, but you know, and, like, okay, I, you I'm, know what? They were chasing the motorcycle on his bike, and mm-hmm. one scene, woo or sorry, you and Jin, you was on his shoulders. On Jin's shoulders as he was pedaling, as she was trying to like, as they were trying to catch up to this motorcycle, a motorcycle they were able to keep up with on their bicycle. So, I'm just trying to determine like what kind of shonen show is is it it is, and from what you're describing, it seems like it's closer to the DBZs than the strongest uh, disciple Kenichi's. Correct. I would okay. say this is the ultimate tournament arc of any tournament arc in any anime ever because they skipped all the training. They skipped training. Bru- they t- they gave you the most bare bones of the first episode, your main character, this other girl, and the guy who punched the guy off the motorcycle and who reads. We meet them. They meet each other, and they're like, oh, you're in the tournament too. That's cool. We see an entire karate club not get uh, uh, entered into the tournament. They were rejected because they weren't good enough. An entire karate club. Mm. And they were sad and depressed. They were sad karate men's. Mm. But, yeah. So, they've done all the bare minimums, and now it's just time for the tournament arc. The whole show is a tournament arc. And there's no rules. People are just fighting and punching each other, as far as I know, in episode one. They're just fighting. And you, would you say that, that this is more of a comedy than, like, a drama? So far, like I said, I haven't watched so- any other episodes. I have wanted to, and I just, I don't... It seems interesting, and I think this is one of those shows where it's going to be better to marathon. I should probably—they've—they've they've gone through five episodes now. Episode six yeah. is going to air next week. Mm-hmm. I've got all five episodes. I just haven't wanted to freaking watch it. It's not that I'm into like right. not into tournament arcs and stuff like that. It's just yeah, different. And it's like yeah. for me, I'm not into like super fighty anime. Mm-hmm. So, 
I don't know. I I will definitely watch more of it because maybe it's different. Maybe there's a twist to it. This is only the first episode I watched. Mm-hmm. So. Any more questions? Uh, no, I think I asked all of the questions. All right. Let's move on to the weirdest show I've watched. Well, one of the weirdest shows I've watched. I was confused as fuck by this. It's like a three-minute episode. The three-minute episodes are short. I've watched all of them so far. Okay. It's called What's it called? You May On. You May On? Yes. So, Dream On? I, sure. Oh, you may in Japanese means dream. Okay. It's U-M-A-Y-O-N. Uh, okay, so... Umeon? No. Am I mispronouncing it? I don't know. Okay. Well, here you go. I'll tell you about it. Because it's only a three-minute episode. Okay. This was weird. It was three minutes, and it was about three girls who were all taking a makeup test. One girl Mm -hmm. was dumb. One girl Mm -hmm. was sick. And Mm -hmm. one girl was tired. Okay. We then had two other girls who were announcing it like it was a horse race. To see who would finish first, to finish their test first. They all had like horse ears or something. But they're all human. Okay. It was very weird. Okay. Uh huh. The dumb girl made a pencil and made it into a dice. So she'd just roll her pen. She would just roll the pencil and a number and she'd write down an answer. Mm-hmm. She would just roll her pencil and write down the answer. I probably watch another episode because I want to know what every girl has horse ears. Well, episode two tells you. They are indeed horse girls, but they're chibi, like cute girls, but the only thing is they all have long hair, like manes of a horse, and horse ears, and they go to a horse academy, and every episode... Wait a a minute, is this like, this sounds like, I mean, sounds more goofy, but it 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 sounds kind of like an anime version of My Little Pony Friendship is Magic Equestria Girls. Sure, except they don't really focus on the horse aspect. Okay. They're just horse girls to be horse girls. Right. They're not like... It's not like Monster Masume, where it's like half girl and half species. Monster. Yeah. Yeah. These are like human girls with long hair and horse or horse ears that stick out of her hair. Mm-hmm. That's it. So, like, there's an episode where they make a, a, a recruitment video about the good things of their horse academy they go to. Another one is uh, the latest one. They just had uh, a play or opera where they sing and they they do, like, a little show. Mm-hmm. And they're random. I, I don't know what the fuck any of this means. I don't know who is watching this. I, I well, am. you are. But <laughs> I only watch it because it's three minutes. But everything is random. It's like... Mm-hmm. It reminds me a lot of... Um, fuck, what's that show? Uh, it's one with the blue-haired girl, the robot cat. The robot girl, the cat. The, the suplexing the, ro- the deer. The principal suplex fights the deer. Panda Z? No, 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 no. It's newer than that. 
it's memed everywhere on online. I don't know. Lucky Star? No. It's I can't fucking remember for the time for me. I'm gonna see it and be like, oh yeah, oh Nichi Joe, that's it. Thank you. Oh, thanks, I brain, never... for finally kicking in. Nichi Joe. Nichi Joe was similar. It was just random short ass things around around these characters, and a lot of them made no sense. Like there's an episode where the principal of the high school is fighting a deer, and he German suplexes the deer to knock it out. He goes Brock Lesnar on his ass. But he doesn't yell suplex bitch, city bitch. Does he Does he yell, I have kids? No. No, so he's not like Heath Slater then. No, not at all. Okay. But yeah, so I, I didn't know what this was. I didn't know what the show was. I just downloaded it, and I knew it was new. And I was like, sure, I'll check this out blindly. Weird fucking show. I would love to learn more. I should probably learn more about it because maybe there's, maybe it's based off a game or something. I, I that's the only thing I can think of. Maybe or like a four coma. Okay, here I oh oh well here here's here's what I get. I literally googled okay. the name, and the mm-hmm. first thing, Yumeon is a mini comics, is the Uma Musume franchise's own. Four-panel comic series. Each chapter focuses on a handful of characters in the Slice of Life comedy manga spinoff. So this is a spinoff of a thing of, about... Of the, of, the, of the Ume Masume franchise, which I have no idea what that even is. I mean, I So that's, that's, that's horsewomen. That's what that translates to. Oh. Okay. Or cow, or yeah. No, it'd be horse. Yeah. So. Okay, I'm just, I'm trying to find more. Let's see. Um, But I was right. It was four panel comics. There was four. Yeah, and that's what I kind of. That's what I kind of figured it was. Because just the style and the short length. Um. Yeah. Uh, Anyway. I just watch it because it's three minutes long, and I'm like, whatever. I could take off another box on my on my Taiga, on my anime list. Mm-hmm. All right, now we move to. <sighs> I don't know, man. This is like the dumbest show. I don't know why I'm still watching it. I kind of dropped what, it. Well, what... okay. Well, what is it? It's called Superheroes. Heroes save the world, but it's spelled Super H X. E R O S. You'll get the uh-huh. you'll get the spelling in a second. Okay. <clears throat> so this isn't on the level of interview species reviewer, but man, this anime is weird. Five years ago, Angel Rett and Kira Hoshino were attacked by an alien called. Kishi Chu, Kishi Chu, who get power from absorbing the erotic energy of humans. Oh no! Oh, it gets more fun. It gets more fun. No! These aliens then censor the erotic stuff. So uh-huh. there were like eight, 
And Hoshino had so much H-energy that even the alien couldn't devour it all. And the alien was shocked, and Hoshino was so embarrassed, she shunned boys and became a germaphobe. And a jerk. Uh-huh. But now, five years uh-huh. later, Enjo fights the aliens who attack the town of Saitama. He wants the old Hoshino back. And once again, like five years previously, they find themselves in the same exact spot. But this time, things are different. Because Enjo uses his horniness and combines with Hoshino's hidden horniness to defeat this big-ass alien who went around town and sucking up all the age power of all the townspeople. Mm-hmm. My favorite part of the episode was there was a random idol dancer in the park and like 10 people showed up and she was in a bikini top and the alien appears and they censor the, the broadcast, the news broadcast. They censor the alien on it. And people don't really seem shocked by these aliens showing up as they've been around for a while. Anyway, she's about to do her show, and her bikini cop just unties, and her boobs pop out. But the show censors it by putting the Kill a Kill style glowing shooting stars all over her boobs. Uh-huh. And the guys were like, wow, did you see that? And, oh, just a note, Hoshino's hair clip just happens to be the same sensor bar they use. Mm-hmm. But then, uh... They were like, oh, man, her boobs are glowing, though. That's weird. So they break the fourth wall. <laughs> they mention the censors because it's real life. Right. Uh, I thought it was great. But then I thought it was funny as fuck because when their H energy suck gets sucked up by the alien, they become yeah. boring, responsible people. You hear someone go like, what am I even doing here? I got a job to get to. And then, like, the the idol singer was like, why am I up on the stage? I'm going to go get a real job. So mm. apparently, when you're not horny, you are going to be a productive member of society. Uh, okay. So apparently, if you're not erotic, yes, you are going to be a, bory, a boring 30-year-old something adult with responsibilities. The super, this is a super, oh, what did I say? The super, oh yeah, the superheroes is Ichi's as hell. When the characters fight, all their clothes are ripped off and they're just left naked. Okay. And on top of the madness, the super hentai heroes, as they call themselves, all live together. And guess what? Oshino agreed to help Anjo to fight the aliens. And now she has to live with Encho. And just, once you know it, Zach, there's three other girls who live in this house, too. Of course. So there's going to be tons of hijinks and all kinds of shit. And we've got the biggest ripoff of Kill a Kill on top of the center bars. Uh You remember the guy from, have you ever watched Kill a Kill? Yeah, okay. I like Kill Kill. Yes, I do too. You remember the guy from Nudist Beach and he'd rip his shirt off and his nipples would glow? Yes. Well, Angel's uncle, who started this team of superheroes, of teenagers, because they're so horny, mm. he wears tight-ass black spandex, like, biker shorts. Mm-hmm. He then wears a black tight 
half cut off shirt that zips okay. up. Mm-hmm. He just rolls around like this in, in daylight. Okay. Remind me a lot of the nudist beach guy. Yeah, I can I can see that. So that was episode one. Uh huh. Let's talk about episode two, because while I was waiting for all this, I was like, oh shit, we're not going to this soon enough. Oh, I'll record episode two because episode one was just so fucking crazy. Episode two should be uh-huh. fun to talk about. But before we do that, what are your thoughts? It sounds strange, weird. Um, I mean, I don't really like... I I guess I wouldn't say that this is like a show that I would seek out because the premise seems kind of icky. Um, so, I mean, I think some of the jokes that you said sound kind of funny, but it's also slightly worrying. Yeah, let's just say uh, the whole, hey, they're naked, isn't that hilarious? That's the whole crux of the show. Okay. It wears off pretty fucking quick. Yeah, like, I was just going to say, like, oh, like, them going, oh, I have to go to work. What am I doing here? That was hilarious. I laughed my ass off. That sounds like that could be amusing, but, like, I don't know. I don't know what that says about, like sexual attitudes of the people who are making that and that seems a little problematic as well so um what's episode two like episode two literally starts off with Oshino stripping naked in front of Enjo and rays of light are shining in every direction inside the sandcastle dome that they were Uh shown in before because that's the whole point they were in the sandcastle dome thing uh as children and they ended up there yeah. when they fought the monster again, the new monster again. So in his, but ah, uh, unfortunately, it's just horny Enjo having sexy dreams. It's not real. Uh huh. But the wacky hijinks act has just started. <clears throat> Don't you hate it when you wake up and a cute girl's in your futon because she thought her room that was across the hall from you. Oh, she thought that she was in her room. Because she got up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom and crawled in bed with you. I mean, I can't say I've had that experience, so... Well, what about when your dog steals your roommate's panties and brings them to you, and your roommate is like, Oh, man, you're a coward. You could have just come to me and got them yourself. I can't say that I've had that experience either. Uh, happens to me every damn week. It's just, it's just awful, Zach. It's just so, uh, so exhausting. I, I, I would imagine. Yep. So how, you know, the the hijinks have already started. So there's a new set of aliens that came back, and the most dastardly thing they did in this episode. They made a short skirt, longer. And the woman's like, the girl's like, no, my skirt. And she gets upset and yells hmm. because her short skirt has turned into a long, proper Protestant, you know, skirt that hides the immorals of the female body. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't I'm like, I'm not liking the the premise of the show very much. But, you know, like <laughs> also like the, the the aliens, you know, like who's who are they to decide the length of a proper skirt. <laughs> let, let the person who's wearing the skirt 
decide how long it should be. I, you know? I was waiting for the alien to start quoting Bible scripture. Well, I mean, they're not Mike Pence. I mean, maybe they <laughs> are. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's what Mike Pence does on the weekends. He goes to Japan and like does weird magic to make skirts longer and to make people go to work. <laughs> Stimulate the economy. <laughs> so Hoshino. I mean, is... yeah, maybe. Yeah. Hoshino yeah, maybe. is still being a bitch to people. A baseball player confessed his love to her, and she she said no. She refused. And she doesn't well, want to live with the superheroes. Well, okay, but why does that make why does that make her like I don't use that word be, that you said. Well, okay. Because she was a tsundere and she's like, Fuck boys! Ah, they're disgusting. But then at the end of the episode she's like, Yeah, I like you, Angel again. I guess we could be a team. But now she's being back to her boy-hating self. Being a dick to everyone. Forward progress on these things sometimes takes time. I guess, but she's being a bitch to people. I mean, come on. You can't discriminate against the entire sex. She is being sexist. Well, I mean, I I guess if she's... I guess if she's, like... If she hates all men, but like from what did, what you described, it was like, oh, this baseball player said, "Will you marry me?" And she said, "No, no that's she not." Just, he just confessed his love. He's like, "I love oh. you. I want to date you." And she's like, and "No." He's, and then and, and and she has every right to say no. I know, but still, she's being a bitch to everybody. She's going back to <laughs> hating boys. Well, from what you're describing, somebody saying, hey, would you go out with me? And she's saying, no, it doesn't seem like that's that bad, but okay. I don't know. She's just being her bitch self. <laughs> we thought we made a turn. We thought we made progress in the last episode. Uh. So, um, she did all that. So here's where the name comes from. Boys have H power. Mm-hmm. And the girls have erotic power. So it's H cross E-R-O. Isn't it uh, just awesome? No. So after Who fighting... Who made this show? I don't... Well, Is uh, it Trigger? <laughs> Thankfully, no. <laughs> after fighting a sexy bee with a stinger from Cell, or all of Cell from Dragon Ball Z, Hoshino yeah. decides to stand up to the, this time it's called the Kishu Chu, which is like Panty Chu or something. I don't know. They all have plays uh-huh. on like, yeah, stuff. Mm-hmm. Because they ruin relationships, especially between her and Enjo, as Enjo explains in the in the re- earlier. So basically, what I didn't mention is the team meets. And they're like, hey, Enjo, you're friends with Hoshino. You've got to talk her into being part of the team. And that part of the team is living with us. Because we need all of you in the same location in case an alien attacks. So he goes and says a sequiloquy about how he wants the old Hoshino back. And he hates that their relationship was broken up due to the alien. So she learns a lesson in this episode. Or something. She takes it to heart. Mm-hmm. So now she's like, fine, I'll live with you. So she's like, okay, I'll live with the team. And oh man, the first night, the emergency giant 
Kishichu just shows up and the bed that Encho was lying in, there's a trap door and he falls into the girl's bathroom where they're all naked and he falls right on top of Hoshino, the girl he loves. And she gets mad and she's so mad. They wear watches. It's the watches that give them the power. She's so mad yeah. that the kind, the giant Kyushu alien just happens to be flying right overhead. She gets so angry, the beam goes up their watch and shoots through the roof and destroys the alien right above. Well, I guess that's one problem solved. Yeah. How convenient. It's just flying exactly over where you live. Yeah. I said, oh, this wacky show. Some takeaways. Every battle has been Enjo. One punching pretty much every bug. Because he literally does. He just punches it and it like explodes. Because like, he's like yeah. a sexy, horny one punch man. Except the one time in episode one where he's weak from fighting the same bug earlier in the day. And he needed Enjo. And he needed Hoshino's help. Mm-hmm. I'm also waiting for the other girls to get some screen time. All I know is there's a lolly silver girl who forgets what room she's supposed to sleep in. And then there's the ganky girl who's who's the flirty girl who wants Enjo to be a man and steal her panties. And then a pink girl who is like the mother of the team. And she does mm-hmm. the chores. And there is a fucking scene where she's feeding the dog. This, this pink haired girl. And a piece of food falls down her shirt, and the dog lips, licks her nipples, and she has an orgasm. Rob, why like, did you watch the show? Come on, man. I don't know what the fuck I was watching. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck am I watching? I said, this isn't bad per se, but it's nothing that's going to be thought-provoking or anything that's, that's mature. I guess two episodes in, I'll keep watching a few more episodes, and maybe we'll actually start getting some characters and world building around why the team was formed, and more about Angel's uncle, because he's a knockoff later version from Nudist Beach, who wears tight shorts and a half shirt that zips up, and we have to learn if his nipples glow. I have not watched I will not an episode be watching since. The show. I have not watched an episode since, because. It's pretty clear what the episode is. Mm-hmm. It's a show for when it comes out uncensored, there'll be tons of freaking nudity. Yeah. And that's the joke. Mm-hmm. All right. Show three. Probably my favorite show. These next two shows are my favorites. But this okay. one is straight trash. Because every week, I wonder how much lower... Can the main character go? Okay. So the first, for, so for this show, what's this one? What's this one called? It's Rob? called Rent a Girlfriend. Ah! Uh, no. What do you know about this show? It's the title, and I don't want to hear about it. Oh, you're gonna hear about it. <laughs> gonna hear a lot about it. All right. Luckily, I only ever did the first episode. Okay. So, I actually know about this show a little bit because I watch a Japanese YouTuber called Paul Guzman. Paulo Guzman. He does mm. a series called The Day in the Life of. He's got an office worker, 
a ramen shop owner, a pachinko attendant, a college student, etc. Well, for mm-hmm. his mangaka series, A Day in the Life of Mangaka, he just happened to do the manga of this show. Oh. So I learned a little bit because the show sounded interesting when he brought it up in the manga. I'm like, that sounds like an interesting premise. Kind of wacky. And then I found that, hey, the anime's coming out. So I was like, cool, mm-hmm. I actually know something about something. A little bit. Because I read the first chapter. So if it was weird watching anime about renting a girlfriend uh, when this profession ex- exists in Japan. And elsewhere, mm-hmm. I personally don't understand it. The need to rent a guy or a girl to, pre- to pretend to be interested in you. I'm not trying to judge anybody, but I find it curious of the people who would use these type of services. Obviously, prostitution is a completely different thing. An entirely, an entire thing, an entirely different thing. But maybe people just want that companionship, and they don't want to get, or don't want to get, a therapist. I don't know. They just want someone they can talk to, or they just want that pretty girl, or guy on their arm to show off to friends. I don't know. I watched the trailer. Mm -hmm. It seems silly. It sounds like the boy lied to his family and said that he had a girlfriend when he didn't. So he hires a girl to pretend, but what you don't know is he falls in love. Instead of just saying they broke up or something, I don't know. Let's get an episode one, shall we? Yep. All right. So I was kind of right and kind of wrong. Okay. Kazuya Kinoshita, a 20-year-old first-year college student, is quickly dumped by his girlfriend of one month. So he finds Mm -hmm. a rental girlfriend site and signs up after thinking of his girlfriend has already moved on and forgotten about him. So it's $50 an hour to spend with a girl of his choosing. He chooses Chizuru Mizuhara, also a college student, but younger than Kazuya. He gets to plan the date, and he's a fan of fish. So he goes to the aquarium. Kazuya thinks he has found the one, but then realizes she's just playing with him. And she must be an awful person. So he leaves a one-star review. But he decides to go on one more date to tell her off. Because she's got an act that she does. Like at the end of the date, they hold hands. Mm-hmm. So they go on another date. So, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, so I'm just, I'm, so, so far this guy just seems like the absolute, like, god-awful worst person. Not the worst person, just really stupid. Okay. So, like, he is not over his ex-girlfriend. Right. And he thinks, like, sexy things about her. But then he's like, oh, she must have moved on already. I'm a failure. Okay. It's kind of weird. I'll, I'll get more into it because I've been watching the show week to week. So mm-hmm. more than just this, I've got more yeah. stuff. Okay. I got more. But when I wrote this, I literally watched the first episode and just wrote my notes as I, as I watched. Right. So, or why, after I watched. So, this is kind of like before I knew what I know now. So, he decides to go on another date to tell her off in person. And freaks out on her and says that she's fake. And how can she be 
You know, how could she be like that? She's such a tease. You know, blah, blah, blah. The best part is, Chizuru's true personality comes out. And on her date, she's bubbly and nice. And she's like the perfect girlfriend. Because it's her job. Right. But she freaks out and scolds after him and says, I'm doing a job. You chose me. I am doing exactly what you want. You want a rental girlfriend? You've got a rental girlfriend. This is my job. I have no feelings for you. Get it through your fucking head. You moron. But suddenly, while he's getting chewed out, Kazuya gets a phone call that his grandmother has collapsed and he rushes to the hospital where his parents are too. Turns out, it wasn't much. And everyone's shocked to see Chizuru with Kazuya. And he lies and says that it's his girlfriend. And wouldn't you know it, Kazuya's, uh, Kazuya's grandmother has been in the hospital three times now and she's made friends. And she's so mm-hmm. excited to show off the pretty new girl that his grandson's brought over. Well, one of the friends of Kazuya's grandmother is Chizuru's grandmother. And Chizuru doesn't tell people she's a, she's a renter girlfriend. So, wouldn't you know, would you know it? They have to play it off like they're an item. Hijinks ensue as they try to hide, getting into a hospital bed under the covers together. But Jizuru beats the shit out of, of Kaguya when he tries, when he starts literally thinking about stuff. Because as she states in the contract, there is to be no sexual contact of any kind. Right. But Jizuru's grandmother and Kaguya's grandmother get introduced, or they, they both get introduced to each other's grandparents. Mm-hmm. Turns out Kazuya just wants to be a good grandson and his grandmother wants to see him have a girlfriend before she passes away. Mm-hmm. And he wants to honor that wish. It's weird. Kazuya says he's done with rental girlfriends and leaves a five-star review. But the next day, they run into each other at the same school. And that's where episode one ends. Ah. Uh. So... I said I really liked the first episode. Kazuya, though, is the main character, is all over the place. Mm-hmm. He's so excited for his first girlfriend, but then is dumped, and he's so crushed that he rents a, a girlfriend, a girl, who even quickly, who is even quickly kind of falls for her just because they held hands. So it's really weird. But by the end of the right. episode, he's like, F all this, I'm done. I'm gonna go do a be. I'm gonna go be a better. I'm gonna go better myself. Meanwhile, I like Chizuru's per, true person, because, you know, at the end of the day, she's just playing a character. Right. And our main character is too fucking stupid. But uh, I said I thought the story was kind of weak, and it's kind of a trope, and. Mm-hmm. So, I've watched up to five episodes now. Honestly, I have been watching this show week to week as it airs. Because it's it's kind of trash, I'll admit. Yeah. So, basically, the running joke is, like, like episode two, they go, or is it episode two, or is it episode three? 
basically, like, they're out together on a date, and they run into Kaguya, uh, Kazuya's friends. So he mm-hmm. has to introduce her as the fake, as the girlfriend. And they're like, oh, dude, oh, man, that's so cool. She's so hot. Good for you. And then they go on a trip as friends. And what do you know? Uh, uh, Chizuru's friends and her just happen to show up at the same place. And right. more stuff ensues and blah, blah, blah. The whole joke is, like, Kazuya has feelings or is getting feelings for Chizuru. Right. And they keep wanting to say, like, they keep telling each other, like, she keeps telling him, like, we got to fucking tell everyone we broke up. Like, we can't keep mm-hmm. doing this. This No one knows about what I do. Oh, and they li- I forgot to mention, they fucking live next to each other in the same apartment. Like, literally next door to each other. Oh. And what's problem is, is, like, Kazuya has, like, low self-esteem. And, mm. like, she'll keep, like, saying stuff like, I don't want to be around you anymore. Don't talk to me. Don't rent me. Blah, blah, blah. But then he'll be down in the dumps, and she'll be like, well, if you really want to... I guess you can rent me for another night. You know what I mean? So it's like she's kind of leading him on and being unhealthy for him. But then there's other stuff right. that happens. It's, you know, the whole anime tropes where it's like, oh, man, how did this happen? So it's kind of silly. But it's like, dude, in the last episode, we just watched him masturbate to his ex-girlfriend and then change to Chizuru. Because the other thing is he thinks he still has a shot with his ex-girlfriend, and she wants to break them up because she thinks that Chizuru and and him are together. So she's mm-hmm. like, fuck this, I'm going to break him up. So she starts, like, being flirty with them and, like, comes on to him on their beach trip. And then he's like, well, yeah, this is nothing. I can go be with my ex-girlfriend. Her name's Mommy, by the way. I can go be with Mommy. But she, but she doesn't want anything to do with him. No, him. but she's leading him on like she does. Right. And meanwhile, he's like, oh, man, but what would Chizuru think? And Chizuru would be like, I don't fucking care. I don't want to fucking do this anymore with you. You know? Right. But then, like, circumstances happen. Ah, and they're back together, and they're having to do rental things again. And she's expensive. It's funny, because in the mm-hmm. first the first episode, he gets, get, like, he gets, like, 10,000 yen or something like yeah. that. And he's been spending it all on the rental girlfriend. It's it's mm-hmm. it's weird as a viewer because yeah. like you're rooting for like this relationship that you know like isn't going to happen or shouldn't happen. Right. But you also like I get frustrated because it's like the main character is so fucking stupid. Like he'll think with his dick mm-hmm. rather than his head. But then right. he'll even be like, "Well, yeah, I can't be with Shizuru." I'm a client. This is all an act. But then he'll be like, oh, man, she's so cute. Oh, and that one nice thing she did for me. Oh, man. Or her just, or her just being nice. Mm-hmm. Being a caring human and being worried for someone. He'll interpret as, oh, must, she must want me. So it's really frustrating because mm-hmm. the main character is like, Ah, he's so unlikable. And it's almost to the point where it's actually, like, uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. 
But the show keeps you watching because of all the events going on episode to episode between Chizuru and, you know, and, and, because, um, uh, so yeah, and Kazuya. So, it's just been fun, it's been fun to watch. It's just one of those, like, shows where it's like, you know, like, how many, how long can this happen? Right. Like, the whole point is, like, are they going to get together? Is it going to be real? Is it going to be fake? Is it, you know what I mean? Like, ultimately, yeah. what happens? And that, that's the show in a nutshell. Ooh. Not your cup of tea? No. I'm going to be honest. Any, everything you've talked about so far, I'm like, all of them, I'm just like, uh... I don't think so. I don't think any of these are for me. So I think this last one will be for you. Okay. So it's called Decadence. Decadence. And, yes. Okay. Deca hyphen dense. <clears throat> so I only re- I reviewed the first episode. Well, there's a huge, huge, huge plot twist in episode two. That I gotta walk talk through. Well, I almost dropped the show, but I'm glad I didn't. It's just okay. Okay. Decadence is probably the hardest show to explain because there's just so much that gets thrown at you in episode one. But all I have to say is go watch it. It's got a mix of giant robot, bits of Attack on Titan, and a fun story about a girl who lost part of her arm and wants to be more than armor repair. Or, and actually, I was wrong about armor repair. She cleans the outside of Decadence. So... Okay. So, Decadence are the robots. No. Decadence is the thing they live in. Decadence is oh, okay. this huge-ass, like, ro- this huge structure on, like, tread, tread wheels. Okay. So... <clears throat> um, In the future, monsters called Gadols come to Earth... And killed 90% of Earth's population. That's the way they explained it. In reality, we destroyed Earth. And the Gadolls also attacked. But we polluted Earth so badly, it became pretty much inhabitable. For for uh, Earthlings. Well, I'll get mm-hmm. to that part. Yeah. So, 90% of Earth was destroyed by these Gadolls. A giant construction... A giant contraction... That houses the last of humanity, called Decadence, was created to fight the Gadolls, which runs the the, the the Decadence machine runs on their blood. Humans eat their meat, and everyone in Decadence is assigned a job. Our main character is named Natsume. It's Natsume. Mm-hmm. Her father, in the in the beginning of episode one. She is a very young girl, and they may have found something out, but they are attacked by gad dolls, and Natsumi is injured. We then cut to the future, where we see a teenage Natsumi who has a metal arm and a hand, who is graduating from career school or whatever, where everyone in the class is assigned a job based on their abilities. She wants to be a gear, or a warrior. The gears 
are the people that fight the Gad Dolls. But she has been signed uh, to be a tanker girl. The tankers are the people that kind of like maintain the decadence. They do cleaning, mm-hmm. they might cook, they might, you know, that sort of stuff. Yeah. The story seems interesting. I'm not much of a fantasy robot person, but I like Natsume and can get behind her story. The one mm-hmm. negative of the show is the use of 3D. The CG was very jarring, and the 3D camera panning was extremely noticeable, and it kind of hurt to watch because it felt now, so it, artificial. It, it, does this look like something that is just like a rough cut for like TV? And then no, it is it very pretty. It's very okay. good. And I, and I really found out this is the only time they used this. Mm. They did better. They did better in later episodes. Okay. Um, I didn't say much. Jesus Christ. Um, so essentially the end of the episode is, the this big giant Gadol uh, attacks Decadence, and Decadence turns into a giant fist and rocket punches the Gadol, and it like creates a like nuclear explosion when it hits. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's crazy. So episode one was fun because you get to meet Natsume and the, and they throw a lot of world building and characters at you pretty quick. Mm-hmm. But and basically, I said I'm gonna keep watching more episodes. I've watched every episode. Okay. okay. Spoilers for anybody who wants to watch a show. Pause here or fast forward two minutes, because I'll be quick. Do you want to know what I'm about to say? Do I want to know what you have to say? Because if you're gonna watch a show, I won't even say it. Go ahead. Okay. Say it. Have you watched Rick and Morty? A little bit. Okay. Have you seen the episode where they go chits and blitz and uh, they basically, Marty, Morty puts on the helmet and he's like a kid in school and then he becomes a teenager and he comes like, basically he plays a life of an old man, of a man from child, from birth to grave. And it was all a mm. VR simulation game. No, I've only seen like two episodes. Okay, well, A, you should watch Rick and Morty. It's awesome. But yeah, so essentially, Decadence is an entertainment palace for these robots that are humans in Decadence. This Decadence is like this VR world, like this game to these robots. And what really uh-huh. happened is Earth was destroyed by pollution and robots were built and the robots became kind of self-sustaining. And now humans are seen as threats to the system. So the robot's job is to kill any humans they find. And they're considered because they're considered bugs in the system. And Natsume's boss is a really good uh, was a really good gad doll killer in the game, but he's like disobeyed the rules of the game, and now he has to find bugs. Well, Natsume is considered a bug, 
But the system considers her dead because of the events of what happened in the first episode. Huh. So the show swaps between these robots and decadence. This world that is just a game to these robots. All the all the the warriors mm-hmm. they're people on they're they're people playing the game. But the tankers are the people in the game and I I, I guess they're real? I, I they're real, I guess. But they like they can like transfer their body. I it's so confusing. I was so confused by episode two. Yeah. Like the way they explain it is like and the robots, they're like these tiny little chibi robots. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Sounds weird. Yeah, it was a huge like plot twist where I was like, what the fuck? It was nothing like you were given in episode one. Hmm. But so that so far on though, they've kind of gone back and forth about the robot stuff, about them outside mm-hmm. of decadence. Hmm. But they've really focused on Natsume and things of that nature. Yeah. It's a fun show, and I'm glad I kept watching hmm. it. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's... It's definitely interesting. I really like the world building. I really like the characters. It's just a really fun show. Mm-hmm. Um, But, I mean, I'll be honest. I've been liking Rental Girlfriend. I've been liking Decadence. I've pretty much dropped the superhero show. And yeah, that's you may on I watch because it's three minutes long, and I watch it. And I'm like, okay, done. And <laughs> excuse me. And I have to uh, pick up uh, God of High School again. Mm. Maybe it goes somewhere. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe they're still fighting. It's been popular for a few years. Has it? The long. Uh, yeah, I've, yeah, it seemed to have a I've big seen. following from people. Yeah. People seemed really excited about Tower of God, and then when it got announced like God of High School, people were really excited again. So, yeah. So none of those shows sound interesting. Um, maybe Decadence. I I could see myself watching, but for the most part, not really. Yeah, I understand. And, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I kind of just watched these shows because they were, like, the first ones ever coming out. Right. And by the time I was like, okay, I have five of them. I don't need to be watching the other five. And a couple mm-hmm. of them I just had no interest in. Um, The other one I am watching that I, had, that I didn't talk about or write anything about is Sword Art Online season or part two of the... Uh, what do you call it? Sword Online, Alicization, War of the Underworld, Part 2. I've been watching that week to week as well. I will save anything, though, for when Zach is here. Because him and I have been watching that show since Season 1 together. And we reviewed every uh, season. Uh, BarnesIB.com, front slash reviews. You'll find every review there. 
If you want to know what I think about Sword Art Online, it sucks. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you, sir? Kirito is the most powerful thing and the most harem-getting guy ever. Dude, in this season, he's a fucking vegetable still. And he's still got girls kissing on him. I didn't realize he was a vegetable. Yes. Um, at the end of at the end of last season, well, the season before last, because it's been a big arc. They've actually mm-hmm. this is the third season of the same arc called Started Online Alicization. And the okay. first portion of the show, he fought and beat this super powerful person, and he basically became a vegetable in a wheelchair, and he's like subconsciously dead. But he's still kind of there a little bit. But he can't do or say or do anything. I see. It's glorious. Fuck Kirito. Uh, yeah, like, I don't like shows that have powerful female characters and then they nerf them just because they fall in love with the pretty boy. Like, <laughs> well, I there's mean, tons of them in this show. Yeah, I know. Like, I was like, oh, Asuna's cool. Oh, wait, now she's just in the kitchen. Oh, Japan, no. why are you like, yeah, now they're in their cabin together. And <laughs> right. she's making it's... And then they had a child, an AI child. Yeah, it's like Japan, why are you like this? Why can't we have powerful female characters? And the best part was the creator of Start Out Online was like, Oh man, you guys. Oh, I guess I shouldn't write my characters as as needy women who need the main character. I'm going to draw, and there there's going to be more powerful characters, female characters, in Sword Art Online. He's kind of right, but he's still kind of not. Like, there's powerful female characters now, but mm-hmm. they all revolve around Kirito still. Kirito yeah. is the reason they keep fighting. Of course. Because he can wield two swords. Oh, he can do more now. Oh. If you watch all these episodes, all these shows, he goes to a gun game called Gun Gale Online. Oh, man, the greatest thing ever. People are getting assassinated in real life, and they show a bullet coming out of an Ethernet port and going through an Ethernet and then shooting someone in the head. But that's not how Ethernet cables work. <laughs> You're telling me. I work in networking. Ethernet does not carry bullets. But yes, uh, it was laughing no. Why why do you want why are you trying to make me why are you trying to convince me to watch more of this show? Because it's hilarious. I no, love, it's not. It's terrible. I look it's at it terrible. Like a com- it's been All it is is a giant been- comedy. It's been terrible since 2014 when the first season came out. I don't disagree, but it's all a comedy. I think it's kind of like, I hope he wakes up and it's like Roseanne. Oh, it was all a dream. Why are you comparing it to another show that's really bad? Roseanne is bad? Yes. Why? Because Roseanne is bad. That is true, yes. Hey, Roseanne was awesome at the time. No. Come on, no. you don't want to remember about white trash families? No. And John Goodman? Listen, John Goodman is is fantastic. So are a lot of the actors on that show. And it does have a lot to say about 
uh, working class life. However, um, the problem is is that Roseanne is an awful person and yes. doesn't and her attitude towards the people that she is portraying are not overly nice. Gotcha. And well, and I... in that show, and in that show, it could actually be kind of harmful. But anyway. I, for one, will never forget John Goodman as Fred Flintstone and the live-action version of the Flintstones. Yes, he was. Uh, he was. He was uh, Fred Flintstone twice because he was also Fred Flintstone in the um, Flintstones Viva La- uh, Rocks Vegas. Oh yeah. Yes. Well, there you go. What this has to do anything with anime is beyond me. But who cares? I I mean, Flintstones were are animated. That that is true. Imagine if they make made like a Shonen Flintstone show, and Fred Flintstone was like a dinosaur hunter, and his club became like a laser club when he was fighting dinosaurs. Oh man! So unrelated. Have you watched SpongeBob <laughs> before? Of course I've watched Spongebob. Someone on YouTube made an anime parody of Spongebob where he has to fight Bubble Bass. Yes, I've seen this. You've seen it. I randomly found it on Reddit when it first came out. And I thought it was a joke. And I didn't see what the big deal was. And now it's blowing up gangbusters. Mm -hmm. To the point where I think I'm going to buy some stickers. (laughs) <laughs> They've got Spongebob anime stickers. I was like, yes! <laughs> it was awesome. And they stole so much from yeah, that... Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, well, of course. Alright. Dragon Ball Z is the, is the ultimate anime. Yes. So, I was going to review Japan Sinks, but we have gone an hour. I think we've gone enough. I will save the review for next podcast because, hey, you only have so much a good thing. Yes, that's true. But uh, anything you want to say before we head off, Zach? No, thank you for having me on again. Yeah, always, man. Always. So Yeah, I'll, I'll be around for Japan Sinks. Let's say that. Okay, cool. Go watch on Netflix. It's uh, 12 episodes. No, it's 10 episodes. Sorry, it's 10 episodes. Uh, It's subbed and dubbed. And uh, check it out. So, until next time, I'm Jillicoon. That's Zach. The other Zach will be back soon enough. And uh, we'll be back with more anime. BonsaiBeat.com yeah. slash reviews. Check us out on iTunes. Leave us feedback. I would love to hear from anybody watching any of the shows I talked about today. Because I'd love to get your feedback. What do you think? What should I be checking out next season? Because, damn it, we're halfway through this season already. So. All right, everybody. Thank you much for listening. Take care. Be safe. See you later. Bye-bye. This has been the Bonsai Beat Podcast. If you have any feedback, head over to bonsaibeat.com and leave a comment on the show notes for this episode. 
While you're there, you can also find our review index, which has a list of all the anime that we've reviewed on the Bonsai Beat podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to add us to your favorite podcatcher. You can find links to do that on our website. Otherwise, we're also on iTunes and Stitcher Radio if that's easier for you. Once again, this is the Bonsai Beat Podcast. Thank you for listening. And if you have any other questions or comments, you can send them to bonsaibeat at gmail.com.